Hey guys, it's your favorite career, Vladimir Gray. Welcome to another episode of COVID Necessities. On this episode, I'll be talking about social pressure. Social pressure, according to Wikipedia, is the direct influence on people by peers or the effects on an individual who gets encouraged to follow their peers by changing their attitudes, values or behaviors to conform to those of the influencing group or individual. This can result in either a positive or negative effect of both. Social pressure can decrease one's confidence so why does social pressure exist? Because we are afraid of being judged and being different with everyone else. So one more person joining the bandwagon, scaring the next person with all different beliefs. And the cycle goes on. I think that we make most of our big and many smaller decisions in life simply because everyone else in our tribe made that exact same decision. First, we skip the question whether or not we should do something in the first place. We yield our power to decide and we only determine how, when and where we will do the same thing everyone else before us did. It so happens that our default, default choice is to fit in. We don't want to be outsiders, so we yield to social pressure time and again. Examples of social pressure marriage, religion, and lifestyle. This is a way we'll find social pressure. No? So let's talk about marriage. People don't really ask themselves whether they will enter a marriage or not. What is it all about? What are the benefits? The pitfalls? And many more. But rather whom, when, and where will they marry? And I can't think of anyone I know who would ponder it either. A marriage is a legal concept which was invented to make it easier to organize things in a society where the most basic unit is a family. A religion adds another layer on top of this concept by telling us what our moral obligations are in a marriage. So, we sign on the dotted line and we make promises, marriage vows, in front of other people who are the witnesses, for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, to love and to cherish. Till death do us part, according to God's holy ordinance, and thereto I plight thee my trust. If marriage or a lack of it becomes an attestation of who we are, our values, and intentions, it is one of the easiest ways others can quickly determine whether we are alike or not, whether they can trust us or not. 
two people living together without a marriage similar to the majority of people who are married. If they decide to have children and still not decide to marry, the perceived weirdness of this something that is an unmarried couple with, this, with children grows. What other reasons not to marry can they have anyway? They or one of them either doesn't want to come in fully or are serial cheaters. Either way, there's something wrong with them. These are questions that pop up. As if all of us really needed to vow in public to support each other, to stay truthful, to care. As the significant number of divorces increases year by year, it indicates to vow in public won't do the trick. We expect people to marry because once they do, they'll be a family. We fail to recognize that they're already a family by merely staying together and raising kids together, they become a family. Not as the law or the religion and the people around would like to have it, but in a broader sense, yes. Because everyone else enters a marriage, we risk being labelled weirdos by not doing the same. But being labelled something is not the worst that can happen. We will most probably feel like weirdos too, and that really sucks. We prefer to feel like we are part of something that will belong somewhere, and such labour will rather make us feel like we are outsiders. We grew up with a biased notion of a family and also what it means to be truthful, to care, to love. We have been very watched to think that the way things are in most cases is also the way things should be. We see our parents who are married. We see the vast majority of our parents whose parents entered marriages too, whether religious or civil. And more often than not, the concept of a marriage is presented to us in a biased manner. Clearly, that's why most of us have a screwed notion of a marriage and also a very narrow notion of a family. Notice that when a child asks mommy or daddy, why did you marry daddy or mommy? We almost always answer because we love each other. I want her to be a family or because I love him or her. If there are clearly some difficulties, we say I don't know. We don't even attempt to answer the question that our child asked us. We don't explain the very reasons why we are married. What do we need a marriage as an institution for? Instead, we tell our child why we are together. That is to say, we almost always fail to recognize the difference between the two completely different questions. The reason for this is that we never really make a decision that requires us to choose between living with or without a marriage, which in turn would require us to ponder what do we need a marriage as an institution for? Very often, the main reason why we want to marry is a fabulous ceremony during which we are in the center of attention, vow in public, have a time of our life with members of our family and friends, party together, 
forget everything else. I heard that people can spend as much as two years or even more preparing every detail of it. It just has to be perfect for them. A honeymoon is another traditional reason why we marry. We plan ahead that after the public ceremony is over, we will continue to celebrate this time on our own by taking some very special trip. Can't we have it all? I mean, a hilarious party in our honor with friends and family, a special trip, gifts, and many more without entering a marriage. Feeling married instead of getting married. In other words, we could still enjoy those attributes without calling it legal. Of course, we can, but few would even consider such option, let alone choose it. Besides, how could we possibly explain this concept to all our guests? We threw a fabulous party in our honor. Please join us on this special location. If you are still puzzled, imagine a wedding without the getting married part. I bet that for the majority of people, it sounds weird enough to choose the conventional part. And we don't tell our children that the reason we are married, not that we are together, was to experience the magic of this very special moment. Whereas, more often than not, that's exactly what we should tell them. Other big example of our so-called decisions is the choice of a religion, or more broadly, whether we are atheist or not, and the choice of a lifestyle, which I'll be talking about in our next episode on social freedom. Before I go, I understand that most people are not so happy about the lockdown extension, but I need y'all to see it as the best solution right now. The ravaging thieves are making it easier. It is all too much to take in and mentally stressing. I know surely this phase will pass. The sun will shine again. Just hang on to your faith, oh, and help is near. This I believe. So in that spirit, let's not forget the old precautionary steps we need to take. Wash your hands thoroughly with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Afterwards, use alcohol-based hand sanitizers, and this should be done frequently. Avoid using your hands to touch your nose, eyes, and mouth because of contact with different surfaces. When coughing, use the bend of your elbow or use tissue and dispose afterwards. This also applies when sneezing. Avoid crowded places and close contact with people that have fever or cough. Stay at home if you feel unwell. If you have a fever, cough, or difficulty breathing, seek medical care early. We also encourage to practice social distancing, stay away from mass gatherings, keep a distance of 2 meters or 6 feet from someone coughing or sneezing, avoid touching other people and that includes handshake. Stay safe and stay sane guys.